0: Live from the ESPN 690 and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lake. I don't think I've ever looked forward to a show less. Been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. And absolutely love what I do. Have fun mm. just about every day. Mm. But I didn't get a good sleep last night. Why do you say that, Brent? I'm going to throw up in my mouth. Oh, show, almost likely.
1: Why do you say that, Brent?
0: Uh, because I really can't believe Tiger made a ten on the 12th hole. Yeah. What
1: do you what uh, do you, what do you mean, even call that? A, 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 what's the phrasing for that?
0: I think it's called a sis tuplet. Six Yeah. I think something like that. So six it, tuplet. So
1: God, it's a no so it's a six bogey is what you'd call that.
0: Yeah, but it's. Uh, yeah, I think so. Huh. I think that's what I read.
1: Hey, Kuz, have you ever shot a six-top-foot bogey? Because I have Oh, yeah, you have. I have. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, for sure have. Yeah, maybe I have. Maybe. Austin just hasn't played enough. Yeah, well, hey, I'm just saying Tiger Woods has shot one, and I haven't shot one. Now, am I better golf than Tiger Woods? No, but I haven't shot one before.
0: I had an 11 recently uh, <laughs> at, at Timacuan. I remember tweeting that out. I think it was an 11. Yeah. Because I also feel like I've had a 13 uh, in the last couple years. <laughs> hey, got to count them all. Have have got on all. All. Yeah. And by the way, just like Tiger that day, I got the, to 11. It was a par five. The reason I got to 11 is I put a whole sleeve in the drink as well.
1: Ah.
0: I could not believe Tiger did that. But And then uh, it was awesome, the back nine. It was maybe the most entertaining nine-hole stretch Tiger Woods has ever had, and he didn't even come close to winning. Um, and... He has won five green jackets, and it might be his most entertaining nine-hole stretch ever at Augusta. (laughs) Like, I think you could make the argument. Sure. All right, we're not starting the show with Tiger Woods. How about your guy, Kyle Morey? Oh, Brent. For all the Arizona people listening, for everyone in
1: the desert,
0: say hello to Kyle Morey.
1: Yeah, I I mean, listen. Oh, wait a minute.
0: Did he catch? No. How about DeAndre
1: Hopkins? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. That's a good play. All right, it was a decent play. He was triple-teamed, and I'll give him that. All right, it's DeAndre Hopkins, though. All right, he's got the height advantage, all this stuff. Can we talk about Kyler Murray going against the grain, falling backwards? And dropping an absolute dime right where it had to be to DeAndre Hopkins. And listen, and yes, I saw your tweets yesterday, tweeting about Daniel Jones having a rushing touchdown. And don't even lie, I know how you operate, Brent. I guarantee, because, you know, I had to snap back a little bit. I had to bring some receipts and snap back at you. Yeah, like four hours but I, later. Yeah, but I guarantee, though, you had that tweet set up, well, at least the, the Giants won yesterday. I guarantee that was on the docket. <laughs> I guarantee it was on your docket. And then what happens? The Hail Mary of all Hail Marys. I mean, hey, with all the respect to michael thomas and Dave grard i was a part of that one but you gotta to give it to my guy kyler murray man an absolute just missile to deandre hopkins
0: it was uh i will say this
1: mm.
0: not i'm a kyler murray hater mm, because yeah, yeah, you made are. me into that yeah, that brother. is what it is you have made me into that probably a nicest young man ever <laughs> very talented guy if he played baseball for the boston red sox i'd probably have jerseys of him but you've made me hate <laughs> kyler murray that's what you, that's what happens. Like yeah. I was sick to my stomach
1: yeah, sure. last
0: night. Like I was a Bills fan. Yeah, yeah. Like sure. I wanted to go jump through a table, <laughs> and I didn't even care who won the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. But
0: I am rooting so hard against Arizona. Yep. It's 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 unbelievable. First place, by the way.
1: First place, by the way, right now.
0: By the way, what I mean, it was. I, I tried to sell it to Ty. I was like, "Come on, Ty, it's all about the catch, man." I mean, he called oh, me Ty three knows. Guys, Ty knows. And he looked at me like. <laughs> Yeah. Good luck selling that. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I see you, Ty, man. Because Ty knows, Brett. Like, listen, it was a fantastic catch, but the ball had to get there in the first place, and that's due to Kyle Murray.
0: It was reminiscent of Rodgers in that same play. Did you see the highlight?
1: Yeah. Like, absolutely. It's the same of course. Aaron Rodgers did I, hail bro, did I see the highlight? I watched the entire game. Obviously. No, yes. I mean
0: the Aaron Rodgers one, though. No, for sure. Like the Aaron Rodgers uh, highlight. He in that same stadium is where one of the hail Marys that he delivered mm-hmm. happened and he was actually on that kind of side of the field going against his body a bit, not as much near the sideline, but he was almost getting hit at the same time, yeah. if you go back and watch that. And so it just showed the arm strength um, of, of those guys and the ability to get over there right near the edge of the sideline by Maury. So it was an incredible play. It, it may have changed. Some people think the MVP vote, uh, or MVP oh, oh, oh,
1: um, hmm. race? Interesting.
0: Yeah, I don't know hmm. if I'd go that far. Yeah, well, Russell uh, Wilson got beat again. Yeah, that's true. Yep. And, and now it creates what a situation the NFC West. I mean, I, I love you, Jacksonville, but right now I wish we lived out west <laughs> because that would be fun. Yeah, I mean, it would be fun to come in here and do a show at six and three, six and three, and six and three. I mean, heck, go to the LA, go yeah. to Arizona, go to Seattle. Yeah, hey, you got stuff happening there. For I'm just gonna go move out there for the next. Couple months. Well, Can we just put our show out there for a couple? I'm months? telling you, man.
1: ESPN 690 Arizona. I'm like, we've seen the Kyler Murray bump before, Brent. Let's go and get these ratings. Let's go and get these views. Now, and I, I can't believe that Kyler Murray's not a title of our show sequence. Because that's on you. I'll have a chit chat with you a little later, my friend. But with that being said, it is kind of a bittersweet moment, right? Because I woke up this morning, my food tasted better, my sleep was better, the sun felt a little better. Um, just an overall good day, but it's bittersweet. And it's bittersweet now, Brent, because the train has officially left the station, and you didn't get on it, right? You you defended Daniel Jones week in and week out, and unfortunately, the Kyler Murray bandwagon, after last night's showing, it's left the station. And there's nothing I can tell you, man. Like, if it's gone, you missed out. I hate to see it. I apologize to you. But unfortunately, I'm driving this, I'm captaining this ship, and you didn't get on, man. I'm sorry to you.
0: Yeah, uh yeah, I'm no, not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna live and die on this hill, man. I feel like there's oh, plenty of hills. I'm oh, you're dying. Of
1: of <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't call it living.
0: Uh, but I can't wait till the league catches up with Kyler next year. Ah, uh, that's exactly <laughs> what's happening to the guy who played last night. Although he played in a
1: bunch of rain, but yeah. they are catching up to him. Yeah. Well, and listen, we've been over this many times, Brett. All right. Next year, Kyler Murray, you're you're gonna hear a peep from me about Kyler Murray next year, and that's gonna spite you. But I understand it's gonna make you upset, but the only reason I'm talking so much Kyler Murray right now. Because the captain of my fantasy football team, my, I think, second-place football team right now. I'm sorry that you're the consolation bracket. But with that being said, man, um, I'm going to have fun right now while I can. And then next year, Kyler, we'll see you later.
0: <laughs> well, well, maybe we should play a Keeper League, so you're stuck
1: with him. I mean, if that's the case, then so be it. I'll, I'll go ahead and hedge that bet if I have to.
0: So the Jaguars play on Sunday. Yeah. And here we are talking Kyler Murray in yeah. the first segment. It's the power. Yep. it is the power of Kyler Murray. It's the uh, lack of power of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, put it in the E column. Yeah, and put it in the L column. <laughs> oh, w here we win, go again. L loss. Here we e go again. Entertaining. Hey, it's an L and an E.
1: See, th- 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 this is all you have against me, isn't it? Like you had to try to balance me out a little bit. I had my Kyler Murray moment, and now you bring up the E word again. And you but, know how I feel about the E word, Brent.
0: Yeah, I got nothing. So, I mean, I don't you yeah. know if this is balancing it out. I don't have anything right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. So, um, But that's what it was. It was an entertaining game. No, Play, they th- played this, their yeah. guts out, man. I mean, they played hard. They
1: played good football. No, without a doubt. And uh, I'll be honest with you, man. It was an entertaining game. Now, I think, you know, from, like, the, the, the stats and that, like, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of three and outs and there was a lot of bad offense for a while. But it was an entertaining game for Jaguars fans just because of who they were playing. Right, They're playing the Green Bay Packers, one of the best teams in the NFC, going against one of the best quarterbacks in all of football right now. And let's be honest, this this Jaguars defense that has been gashed and gashed and gashed, they showed up a little bit yesterday. And while you know how I feel about losses... And I know how you feel about losses. I'm sure you're celebrating, but that's probably why you weren't even texting me or you weren't even tweeting about the the game the whole time because you're nervous because the Jaguars were actually going to win and then obviously you lose the Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields sweepstakes. But you know, with that being said, though, I do think that there is a lot of positive to take away from it. I think Devon Hamilton had a heck of a game. I think Miles Jack right now playing at an all pro level. So while it was still a loss. Um, and I'm still bummed about that. I think going forward, there's a lot of positives to take away from it.
0: Well, I've got good news for you. See, I wasn't as nervous about the win. First of all, I didn't think the Jags were going to win. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers on the other side. You know, if they didn't score on the on that one possession, I probably would have gotten nervous a little bit um, since uh, we, we really don't want to slide back to the fifth or sixth draft pick around here. Yeah. But I also am not that nervous because I think actually the Jags are going to win another game along the way. And I actually think they are going to have a buffer to win another game along the way. If you watch, the Giants ended up winning. Yeah. And so now they have three. Uh, the other teams with two losses that would fit in the category, keep in mind Cincinnati has a tie so that they don't necessarily fit in this category right now. Uh, the Chargers, well, the Jags lose a tiebreaker to the Chargers. Houston, Jags lose a tiebreaker to Houston. And then that leaves you with Washington and Dallas. Well, they have to play each other. Yeah. So only one of those teams, and actually a tie there would be great, because that would eliminate both of them. But the Jags actually could get to two wins and still pick second, as long as Washington and Dallas win another game. Whoever loses that game has to win one more, you know what I'm saying? Sure. So I think the Jags are going to win another game. I think that's what they've proved the last two weeks. I think they coached their butt off yesterday. I think they played their butt off yesterday. I think that defense had its best outing. I think whatever changes too late, of course, in the year that they made at the bye week have worked on the defensive side of the football. And I think we're seeing young guys play well, playing a little bit more consistent. The offense has taken a bit of a step back at times because you put a rookie quarterback in and you're going to get the ups and downs of a rookie quarterback. If Gardner Minshew plays that game, a healthy Gardner Minshew, I think they might win that game. Yeah, I mean, I think they win the game. I, I think Luton had moments... But he also had the other moments. Sure. And that's what you're going to get. That's not on him. It's on, I'm not saying he lost the game. I just think there's a difference between a guy playing in his second game ever in the NFL than a guy like Mitchu who would have been making his 20-something start. Um, but that's the kind of game Mitchu I think, could win for you. And by the way, as you're thinking of that, that's the kind of game, that's why people around here are okay with the first or second pick, because that's the kind of game, 24-20, 27-25 last week, that – The franchise quarterback that you might be drafting wins for you. They have two extra wins right now, most likely, if they have Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, in my opinion.
1: And one could think, I mean, would they have that win with Minshew if he was in there? I Um, do think so, yeah. yeah. Listen, I mean, there's a reason why you play the game in the first place, right? Because anything can happen on that field every Sunday. And I'm sure that guy that bet $90,000 on the Packers to win I mean, was sweating a little bit, right? Sweating a little bit for $9,000. With that being said, though, Brent, you said this team could win another game, right? I think right now it's pretty much safe to say the Jets, I mean, I think Joe Flacco will start another week here. The Jets are probably going to be getting Trevor Lawrence. Now, crazier things have happened, but I think the, the Jets are so far ahead of everybody else in terms of how bad they are, I see the Jets get the number one pick. But you said it yourself. This team could win another game here. Steelers, Browns, Vikings, Titans, Ravens, Bears, and the Colts. Which game out of that slate do you like the best for the Jaguars to possibly win?
0: Oh, I've already got – I mean, I think Chicago is the yeah. game to win. And I also don't know where Indy will be at that time. I think you have to take – we know, we've been around the NFL long enough mm-hmm. that we know those games don't always mean much. And so right now the the Colts would be sitting in like, I want to say like uh, maybe the three position in the playoffs – and so they would be playing the first week of the playoffs because uh, the first team gets a bye, and that's obviously Pittsburgh. Yeah. And so I think uh, without question, uh, you wonder if Indy would play everybody if they've already clinched the AFC South at that time. And so I think Indy comes to play and just because the Jags match up so well with Indy.
1: <laughs> <it's not laughs> no, they seem I to, mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, They just seem to. So, uh, But I do think that Chicago game. And, mm. and by the way, the way this football team played, Guess who else they play really good against traditionally?
1: The Bears. No. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. Oh, I got gotcha. you. See, that's like on their radar right now just because they're undefeated, you know? L-
0: listen, the Steelers are 9 and 0. The yeah. Steelers are the best team in the AFC. They've proved. Sure, it. absolutely. The Steelers are very good. Yep. But this is the NFL, man. I mean, Green Bay is way better than four points better than the Jags. Correct. Way better. And so. Pittsburgh couldn't come in here easily and lose this game. I, I, mm. I, I just spent the last week telling you that they don't have a chance against Green Bay. Guess what? They had a chance. They had multiple chances against Green Bay. And they didn't even play that clean of a football game, especially on the offensive side. So, yeah, I, I think uh, I just uh, we can't pinpoint the game they're going to get is, is the thing. Um, I'm not predicting them to beat Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm just warning everybody out there that they are going to win another game. Like, the Jags will win another game. So if you're in this camp, which (laughs) so many are, Mm -hmm. you have to root for Washington and Dallas to win again. That's it, though. That's all it takes. You know, the Chargers can keep their two wins. The Bengals can keep their two wins. The Texans can keep their two wins. You are rooting now for the Washington football team, who, by the way, continues to play pretty inspired football and Alex Smith looked pretty good yesterday. They almost pulled that one out, down twenty four to three. And you need the Cowboys to pull off a win along the way. So if those two teams win, the Jaguars, even if they win another, will at least still be locked into that second second uh spot. But I'm telling you, man, I I will almost not gonna put my house on. But I will I would bet significant amount of dollars that uh the Jaguars will win a game the rest of this year.
1: So when we talk about winning a game, too, and I was reading an article by John Shipley today a little bit, Minshew's back throwing, but he's not going to be ready for the Steelers game. If you're the organization right now, do you go with Minshew going forward, but whenever he comes back, whether that's in another week or so, three weeks, whenever he's ready to go, do you go with Minshew or do you stay with Luton? Because let's be honest here, Minshew gives you the best chance to win. And I think if you're Doug Marrone, the obviously that's what you're looking for right now because he even said it himself. He hates to lose, and um, unfortunately I can't repeat what he said with the quote, but let's just say that he hates losing, right? And I think that if you're Shad Khan, well, maybe you're embracing maybe that first or second pick in the draft. So do you think that they, they go back to Minshew or do they stay with Luton?
0: I'm having a hard time figuring this out, man. I just tweeted before the show about a half hour ago, and it's still the most baffling. It's not like the most baffling thing I've ever seen. It's very baffling, though. I, I still, you know, I'm reading the, or I'm listening to Doug and, and him talking about mid and he might start throwing this week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's been three weeks since he was diagnosed, and now he might pick up a football and start throwing, which means he's done nothing for the last two and a half to three weeks. Yet he played with <laughs> fractures in his hand for three weeks, and nobody know. Yeah. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. <laughs> Good English. Uh, I mean, it it. It just doesn't make sense to me, and so I don't know what's going on. I'm having a hard time reading it. I believe they go back to Minshew. I think they'll go back to Minshew, but it's pretty guaranteed now. Well, they're not going back to him this week, and I don't think they're going back to him Thanksgiving week. So I thought you'd probably get a three-game tryout for Luton, and I thought it would end against Pittsburgh. I actually think it's going to continue against the Browns, and now we turn the calendar to December, and we see if Minshew will play again. Mm. Um, I just don't have a good feel for it right now. I, the mystery behind this injury, in, in terms of the timing of it all, is just baffling. So I can't—I don't have a good read on it, but I do think uh, i think they do go back to him. Do you think they'll go back to him at all?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, the the former player in me, wants to say absolutely, right, because I think he's earned that. I think that even though this was kind of the tryout year, obviously he had his ups and downs, it was definitely a roller coaster, I think he's definitely earned the opportunity, though, to finish out this season. Now, the political guy in me and the guy that kind of knows how that NFL works a little bit wants to say, well, I might be a little leery with that, right, because they could easily say if you're not 100%, you're not going to play. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure how Sam Darnold's feeling right now, but listen, I think Adam Gates and organization are in no rush right now to get Sam Darnold back on the field for the New York Jets. Yeah, Why? Guy. Because Joe Flacco gives you the best opportunity. And with all due respect to Joe, guy's got a Super Bowl MVP underneath his belt, but he gives you the best chance to probably lose right now. So the political part of me wants to say, uh, I'm not sure if we'll see Minshew again this year. But I think the player in me and just, you know, I think if you're Doug Marone, and listen, we don't know what kind of basis right now Doug Marone and Gardner Minshew are even on. Right, I mean, I'm sure that right now it's kind of a fractured relationship because once again there was a lack of communication. Well, if Doug Marone's calling the shots right now, who's going to be the starting quarterback or making all the roster moves? You have to wonder right now if that fractured relationship is going to cost Minshew as well. So, uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I just hope that Minshew gets another opportunity.
0: Yeah, I think he will. What's in what's what? What's interesting to keep an eye on, in my opinion, is if he practices a little bit, still doesn't feel good, Does then do then under uh, what you're saying there, which, I, by the way, I think does happen in the NFL. Um, and so I think we'd be naive to, to say it doesn't happen in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, could Sam Darnold, if they were a 7-2, fight through some of this? Maybe. I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Um, would they be rushing Minshew back if they were 7-2? and two? Yeah, I think so. You know, mm-hmm. so especially if he had gotten off to a five and one start, are they going to rush Drew Brees back? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For obvious reasons. Right. Absolutely. Um, but I I wonder if if in practice, this thing doesn't feel good. He goes he just goes gets a procedure on it and says, hey, let's heal this thing up and 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 shut it down for the year. Like, I, I think that would be the next step. Or I think he's going to play barring a procedure that, elim- you know, furthering the injury or it doesn't heal properly. So you need something from a procedural standpoint that puts you on the shelf. I think um, I think he he will play again in the month of December. Because now the question can be asked simply, well, could they have put him on IR this late in the year? I guess I was about to say that, and I should have asked. But for the three-game yeah. stretch, I uh, think they – I got to check the deadline because of the new rules this year. Yeah. Like, because now he's going to miss three games. So did they just not see that coming that he might miss three games? Keep in mind, he's missing three games plus the bye week.
1: Yeah, and so I'm, it's not a bad call. I'm gonna be honest with you, Brent. I have no idea how this whole IR thing works this year. Yeah, like a players check. a players on IR, then he's like, I, I don't know. Like I hear IR, it's like, oh, he's out for the season. But now it's like you're out for two or three games. Um, the whole IR thing this year is super confusing to me.
0: Yeah, well, you're out three games, and then if you go on again, like Josh Lamble, then you're out for the year. Gotcha. So if you visit it a second time, well, uh, technically Gardner Mitchell, although he's missed, he's going to miss now three games. He has not been to IR. So I gotta check though. There might have been a deadline for that three-game window, um, and once you reach a certain point in the season, it might be okay. If you go on IR now, boom, you're you're out for the season. So I, I will double check on that. But uh, anyway, I believe if healthy, he will play again in December, and uh, I think you can make the case they would have won that game with Gardner Mitch yesterday.
1: Absolutely. I really do. And,
0: yeah. and and I also believe they will win a game. They are playing too hard. They're playing too well. They still are not getting any calls from the officials. Like, give them one call here or there, which does happen and will happen. Give them a break here or there, and they're going to win a football game. And, by the way, they are trying to win the football game. You all might be mad if they win a football game. But I'm telling you, you should be rooting for Washington. You should be rooting for Dallas. Because if you're rooting for that number two pick or one pick, but let's just keep it at number two for now, (laughs) then they, they are going to win a game. Like, I'm convinced they will win one more football game here in 2020. All right, let's stay on the Jags. You brought up Doug Marone. I thought those were some really interesting comments. I want to dive into them a little bit more. Uh, There's some scuttlebutt here today, at least on the social media, and the Jaguars, Twitter, and people who always talk about the Jags of, oh, my gosh, could they save themselves? I don't buy it for a second. We're looking at a change in Jacksonville by the end of December, early January, and I don't think anything. Can change that. More on it when we come back on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six night.
1: Austin Lane and Tony Khan clap back. There you go, Kuz. There's your clap back for you. Clapped. So it's a, clap. it's a gamer thing. Eric Clapton. Okay. Yeah. That that'd be a good oh, gamer name. I'm na- using oh, that oh, tonight. Gamer name. your boy Eric, Eric Clapton. Clapton. <laughs> oh, that's so good.
0: Brett Martineau. Yeah. You guys just had a moment. Action Sports Jacks
2: on ESPN 690.
1: I thought coming out early, I thought our defense really did well. You know what I'm saying? Being able to stop them. I thought it worked out where we got them out and we were able to get good field position on two drives that I thought maybe we should have came out with points and we didn't come out with points on it. I thought we were running the ball well, but we couldn't continue to stay on the field on the first half on third
2: downs, which were 0 for. 4. I think that would have helped us, you know, if we were able to pick those up and they seemed like they were manageable at that time.
0: That is head coach Doug Marone. You know, I love that spot we played before you coming in, the moment that you two had. Did you ever do that game that night on WAPE, Coos?
1: Uh y- Yes, I believe so.
0: Okay. We never paid that one off. I never remembered uh, asking you if you actually did it that night. But,
1: I'm pretty uh, sure I did. I actually think I held on to it when when I got a, a win on
0: somebody that could hear me say that. And so I think <laughs> I said it. Uh, all right. Brett Morton, Austin Lane, Coos. Uh, everybody have a good weekend. You guys do all right or what?
1: It's been better, Brent. It's been better for me, man. So uh, he's got the camera on the right side this time. I well, yeah. I mean, uh, oh, that's I right. Stand With, up that was sh- real. Tell us about that. Oh yeah. I mean, should, should, should I stand up quick, who's and show off in the camera? If you, I mean, if you want to. All right, Brent, one second. Hang on. Do you see it or not? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can oh, see it. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's noticeable. Yeah. So you know, I had my pictures on Saturday. Uh, our family photos down in Orlando super pumped up about those actually you know what and it was it was a fun time um shout out to our, like a f- photographer doug he shouldn't be doing photography he should be doing like stand-up comedy because he was a he, he was a treat to be around let's just say that but obviously you know before i went to training friday night my wife was like all right, all right don't get banged up or anything i'm like babe i got it. don't worry about it well ended up busting up my nose pretty good had a leaky faucet and me being the constant professional i am i went on twitter and i'm like hey Has anybody ever busted up their nose and have you superglued it? Um, What happened with that? Now, keep in mind, and we've been over this before, Brett, when I hurt my ankle a little bit, I had to get stitches in it. My wife is in the healthcare field, okay? It was her idea to go get stitches. My diabolical mind was like, well, if I get stitches, it's going to show in the photos. Not knowing that if I was going to superglue it, it was going to be even worse, but whatever. So... We're going back and forth, with my wife and I, and I'll be honest, Brent, it was to the point where I was going to call you and say, Can I come over and sleep on your couch tonight, okay? that's that's oh, where boy. That's where we're at, right? Because I'm not listening. It was taco night, and it was Friday night smackdown. And you must be out of your mind. You must be off your rocker. If you think I'm going to go after a, a plate full of tacos and wrestling, what's going to happen with Jay Uso and Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, well, I'm going to tune in and find out. I'm not going to go to the hospital and get stitches. So we ended up super gluing it. It doesn't look the best, okay? Shout out to the people on Twitter that had some advice. Um, first, Coast Bubbler said, go get uh, first or what was it called? Second skin from Dollar General. Spoiler alert, absolutely not. All, it's, <laughs> all, all second skin does, it's for like a blister. I have more than a blister. Did absolutely nothing. So we use super glue. Um, it looks horrible right now. Uh, what's going to end up happening is I'm, it's going to probably bust open again. And when it busts open again, then I'm going to have to go get stitches. So...
0: You obviously were sparring on Friday night.
1: I wasn't even sparring. I was doing what we call wall work, where it's like grappling. Um, so like we're like a, against the wall, and uh, my head just accidentally hit a place where we was not supposed to hit, and, yeah, busted up my nose. Wow. So did you do the pictures? You oh, did? yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like, even the guy was like, yeah, it's not a big deal, man. Yeah, Photoshop. Yeah. So.
0: So you're going to just Photoshop after.
1: Yeah, we, we're going to Photoshop that.
0: We, we yep. had to do that, actually. Uh, like, we did a family photo shoot. We haven't done many of these, but we did one of those with Steph's parents back. Oh, my gosh. Now it's probably a decade ago. And Kaylee was sick. Yeah. Like, really sick. Like, noticeably sick. Um, and and But we're like, hey, we had already booked it, right? We're all <laughs> together. Sure. They live in Ohio. We, we had no choice. And uh, I think it was that Kaylee was sick. And... And so they ended up being able to kind of photoshop the red eyes out or whatever else and there we are. So um it's not the most genuine
1: picture I guess there is. Yeah. <laughs> But no, hey. No one cares about being genuine, Brent. As long as it looks good. You better believe it, man. Uh, <laughs> and I think our picture's going to look good and everything like that. But yeah, probably should have got Stitches in retrospect. But come on, man. Friday Night SmackDown, belly full of tacos. Nothing good with Stitches. Yeah. Let's get serious.
0: Steph's going to remind me, too. It might have been Tyler who was sick. I got a good memory. It's just kind of short. <laughs> well,
1: it was one of them.
0: That was one of them. Yeah, yeah. 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 But That's besides okay.
1: that. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. But besides that, too, I actually watched The Little Masters. Did watched, you? Um, yeah, I watched Dustin Johnson do his thing. I'll be honest. Kind of boring because even though he was off to a, a little rough start, it was kind of his all day. Yeah. But um, found out that Wayne Gretzky had a daughter, and <laughs> oh, then you just found that out. Yeah, and then also found out that she's I think engaged to Dustin Johnson. Yeah, you know Mar- they
0: might be married now. They, I don't know. But. You
1: know what, Dustin Johnson? Good for you. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm gonna say. That's, that's been you. a
0: relationship for a while. Sure. And yes, definitely good for him. Yeah. Uh, the, I you know what. I'm not going to talk to Masters right now, we'll talk a little bit later, but I will say this, and I agree with you, it was a boring Sunday at the Masters, Yeah, it really was, I'll tell you why and my thoughts on it, but, I mean, listen, I enjoyed it because I like golf, and and I like the early time, and I still like watching Tiger even when he's not in it, and now you can see every shot of almost everybody, so that's cool, but... I don't disagree with you. I think it was a boring Sunday at the Masters. I thought Saturday was good, but I think Sunday was pretty boring. So uh, more on the Masters coming up, because I have this question It's really not related to golf, per se, related to sports, because there's something about the Masters that is so different than any other golf tournament, and I want to ask it in relationship to sports. So we'll have that coming up. But let's stay on the Jags for now. We've got some NBA chatter. That will get coups uh, uh, going on the Driving Dish podcast. Uh, we've got a lot to get to here on a Monday, but... Kuz, I don't know if you – do you have the F-bomb uh, <laughs> quote from, from Marone handy? Did and and if you, if you edit it out? <laughs> hopefully you edit it, or at least have the drop button ready. But uh, if it takes you a couple minutes, that's fine. Um, I, I will say this, Austin, because we're talking about Doug Marone right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I've got to give the coaching staff a lot of credit coming off the bye week. I think they've coached their butt off. Uh, I mean, I think it's noticeable. Like, I don't notice coaching good and bad. Often, I I know we just say, they're losing, they stink, they're winning, they're great, right? That's what we do. But I really think, like, they've made some changes, and there is something to be said, a little something to be said, for a team that still plays very hard and buys into what you do. Now, listen, this is not the hardest team to get to buy in. They went out and got a lot of buy-in guys good guys, along with hopefully good players, and they got rid of the other guys that might be causing problems right about now. So they made that bed for themselves. They didn't want drama, and they're not getting drama. So I don't think we're surprised the Jags are still playing hard. So I'm not really sure how much credit goes to Marone and the coaching staff on that, but I'll put it in, in their cap because they are playing hard, noticeably hard. And you know what they did yesterday that impressed me is that they played physical, I've been saying this for the last couple of years, and I know you hate this word as a former football player, but the Jaguars were a playmaking, fast defense in 17, 18, and, and well, maybe not even 19. They were not a physical football team. Now, every team is physical. It's a physical sport. But they did not lay the wood. Well, yesterday, they were a physical football team. I saw C.J. Henderson. I saw Adam Gotsis knock off someone's head. I saw Miles Jack once again be violent. Mm. That was a that was the most physical football game I can remember the Jags playing in quite some time. I, I mean, I don't know if it jumped out of the, off the screen to you, oh. but it jumped off to me, and I thought that's like that's why I say, hey, good job by the coaches. They said you got to go up there and be physical and punch these guys in the mouth,
1: and you know what? That team listened and they did. Brent, as soon as I saw Josh Allen warm up with his shirt off, I knew we we're in for a. a Everybody a does real that barbecue. now. Everybody does and, that listen, now. Hey, hey, I I appreciate the hustle. I I appreciate the showmanship. Good for him. But let's be honest, wasn't that cold in Green Bay? Gets a lot colder. All right. So while it was a nice, it was a cool gesture. I see you, Josh Allen. Try that when it's, like, minus 10 degrees, right? Try that when the when the wind chill is in full effect right now. But with that being said, Brad, I completely agree with you. I thought you did see um, a physical brand of football from that Jaguars defense yesterday. Um, I thought you saw Aaron Rodgers become frustrated. I thought you saw a, a porous defensive line that absolutely shut down the run game with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, and let's not get it twisted. Like, that Green Bay Packers offensive line, their run game um, – they're they're really solid, right? And they had uh, like the, the, their star tackle, David uh, Bakhtiari, yeah. back as well. So while their defense on the Packers, they had a lot of injuries, a lot of guys sitting out. Their offense, for the most part, now Devonta Adams got hurt a little bit, ends up coming back. But uh, their offense was pretty much intact. And I thought the, the Jaguars set up and kind of took the challenge a little bit. And this is kind of a fact. Like, listen, the Jaguars were not supposed to win this game, hands down. Like, it wasn't even supposed to be close, right? We We both agree on that. But every once in a while, um, when you find yourselves in this kind of situation, and I, I, I kind of date back to when we played Tom Brady here in Jacksonville. I think it was back in 2012. It would have been Malarkey's year. And obviously, we weren't going to go win anything. But, like, to us, that Patriots game, it was like our playoff game. It was like our Super Bowl because we weren't supposed to beat them. Now, we didn't beat them. Uh, it was a closer game than people expected, Yeah. but yeah. but we didn't win, obviously. You left but, it all out there. Exactly. But those are the games right there, that um, the games that you're not supposed to win where it's like, you know what, let's find a way and let's make this close. Now, you know. For the Jaguars' sake, well, you're going to be playing an undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers team this week. You're going to be playing a Baltimore Ravens team that, for lack of a better word, is going to be going to the playoffs, right? So you're going to play some still very competitive and very upper echelon kind of teams. So we could see some great performances down the line now just because this is their playoff game. This is their Super Bowl, and they have nothing to lose.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, they've got a bunch of these games coming up. And I agree with you, though. I think Doug Marone basically said, hey, listen, guys, you're going to go play in Lambeau Field. Mm-hmm. Lambeau Field is pretty cool. You're going to go play against Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best of all time. Yes, we're two touchdown underdogs. You know what? Yeah, we're probably on our way out here. We're not going to the playoffs. We, you, That's where we're at. That's reality. But, man, go play your butt off. Go win a game. Go make a memory for yourself you should tell the grandkids about. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what his pregame speech was, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was something like that. Absolutely. You know. And and I think they did. They delivered. They 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 played really well. Uh, want we'll to get to Steven on the line. Coos. you can hold that soundbite until the the next uh, segment. Uh just because we're not going to have time to get into it yet. But uh I I want to ask one more thing. CJ Henderson played well. Oh, not wasn't flawless, but he played well. Uh Chris Claybrooks, by the way, continue. I see 27 a lot, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. I think Daniel Thomas keeps playing well. Uh, there's Josh Allen, and he's not a rookie, but he's a second-year guy. There's yeah. Calavon on. There's Devon Hamilton. I mean, I just named six guys that are playing a lot that are mostly all rookies. I, I included uh, Josh Allen in there as a, a second-year guy. Yeah. Who has you the most excited right now Yeah, about, um, about in the future? Because I don't think it is Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen's a very good player. But looking at what's going on, I'm not sitting there saying, oh, my gosh, this guy, uh, that'd be, uh, while I might take him in the long term, I'm just not looking at the last couple games saying, oh, my gosh, he's playing the lights out. This is why we all think he's great. I don't think he's the guy in this conversation.
1: No, he's definitely not. I mean, listen, and Josh, I thought I had a better game yesterday. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, maybe so we can break down later. Um, There's nothing more frustrating to me than when there's emotion or just some kind of change of formation where they put him at the big end, and he's in like this square stance, and he's playing the run first on the way to the quarterback, it absolutely drives me insane because that's not what he's supposed to do. Okay, I was going to say that. But to answer your question, to me, it's obvious, right? And all due respect to C.J. Anderson, all due respect to Clay Brooks. I mean, the answer is Devon Hamilton, hands yeah. down. Yeah. and. I was very adamant about this of him out of college. I thought he had a pretty good first step, and I get it. People are probably getting sick and tired of me saying the first step, the first step, the first step. But I'm here to tell everybody that it is the biggest. I mean, it's the biggest game changer in football. Now, there's a lot of great players out there that don't have a first step that are still all pro type of guys. All right, so let's not get that twisted. At the same time, though, you can't teach the first step. You can't teach the get off. And what you're seeing right now with Devon Hamilton is the first step is the get-off. They can teach him everything else down the line, right? And listen, I don't expect my nose tackles to get a lot of sacks. Devon Hamilton can be that guy, okay, because hes I think he's that talented. Now, the sack that he had yesterday, let's go ahead and give a little uh, credit to Taven Bryan Brian here, because Tave and Brian, Brian kind of, they're on a Tom game, which means it's the tackle first, and then it, It's the nose on the outside. Now, why they call it a Tom game, I'll never know. That's 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 you know defensive line coaches for you makes absolutely zero sense. But with that being said, it was a Tom game. Tackle first, and then obviously the nose tackle around. And Taven Bryan did a great job of taking two. Who knows? Maybe that's going to be the wall that says it all. Breakdown. But Devon Hamilton finished it. Right, and he's showing explosiveness. Um, he's causing chaos in the backfield, and that's what you want. You know, you have a situation where Avery Jones goes down, and Avery Jones, you know, has been very dependable on this team the past, you know, three or four years now. He goes down, Hamilton steps up, and I'll be honest with you, man, um, he's shown something special these past three or four games.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's three in a row at least for yeah. him, and he's starting to remind He's reminded me of the Yannick and Gakwe pick. Mm. And I know he's, he plays a different position, so he's not going to have 37.5. Half sacks, but he was a third round find, and you knew almost right away Jan was good. And Devon Hamilton, I like, know he's good. Mm. Like, I, I think he's very good. And by the way, it was a really good game for CJ Henderson, too. I think that's the sign. I need to see more of that going forward. Hey, Coos, let's get Steven on real quick. Since I've been rude to him, I won't keep him uh, <laughs> waiting on the line through this break. He wanted to talk defense, so we'll do that real fast. We're getting along, but uh what's up, man? Hope you had a good weekend.
2: Uh, you too. Um, mainly what I was going to say is what you guys have been saying, and I'm going to pick up where Austin left on his three-takeaway video, is basically the same thing he said. Uh, I guarantee Devon Hamilton, if he keeps improving the way he is, he's going to be a force to reckon with. Then Daniel Thomas had five tackles by himself, a rookie, played a great game. C.J. Henderson almost uh, pulled uh, – the first week off, uh, shutting down De- uh, Devontae Adams besides the one touchdown. But, you know, their scariest weapon wasn't really relevant that game. I mean, he chased him down, stripped the ball. This defense is improving, and mark my words, if they keep bringing that same grit and dog mentality as Austin likes to say. We are going to win some other games because Pittsburgh, they almost lost to Dallas with a quarterback. I didn't even know it was on the roster.
0: <laughs> yeah, Stephen. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate listening. To Action Sports Jackson, ESPN six ninety. I think I think everybody echoes that. That's the beauty of these last couple of weeks. I mean, and again, I believe it's very important for C.J. Henderson to be in this kind of conversation. I would like to, by the end of the year, get Caleb on Chase on in that conversation as well. Yeah, and then I think that would be the small victories that could go a long way. And I do think there's a part of this losing and almost getting there that's going to build some character and some chips on those guys' shoulders going forward that maybe they can carry the freight and help turning this organization around. Uh, a lot to be determined. It's such a small sample right now. Some of these young guys, it's, it's good to get excited about. They found some talent. Have they found enough is the question. When we come back, we will talk a little bit more about Doug Marone. He was feisty in the postgame. What does it mean next on ESPN 690?
1: I want to make sure I answer this the right way. Every time you play and lose, for me, I'm not going to talk about anybody else. There's something that's in my soul that just gets ripped out. So that that's how I feel. So it doesn't matter whether it's this game or the other seven before it, and it's something that you can't replace. At least that's how I feel. I appreciate the question though. <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's Doug Marone. I love fired up Doug Marone. I, I, he's been getting after it on the sidelines. He's been more ticked off. Sure, that's fine. Yeah, but Austin, <laughs> I, there's two things here, okay?
1: Yeah.
0: To me, I think there's you got to keep this in perspective, and the perspective to me is they built this situation. They put themselves in this situation. They said they're going young. They could have kept Calais Campbell. They could have tried to add pieces. They subtracted instead. They went young. Got 12 draft picks, of course. Added four more rookies. Mm-hmm. Said they loved their team. Got rid of Fournette. Even got rid of. Didn't didn't do enough to keep Yanni Gakwe, Obviously, it's not that they maybe by the end of it couldn't do anything about it. But they put this roster together. Said they loved their football team. Couldn't wait to go get it. And now they've lost eight games in a row. So I understand nobody likes losing. I understand Doug is very competitive. He doesn't like losing. He shouldn't. Like, I, I appreciate that, and I believe him. But let's not blame everybody else now for looking ahead at the one or two pick. Let's not blame everybody else now for looking at the silver lining of every Sunday and saying, okay, they didn't lose, but they do have C.J. Henderson, and they do have Devon Hamilton, and they do have James Robinson. They created this situation, Austin, that we're now looking at anything we can grab onto, looking into the future, that might help turn this around.
1: Listen, this is going to be the ultimate on the fence answer here, but I can't think of anywhere else to go with it. You're right, Brett. Like, they're reaping what they sowed, right? Like, you told us during the preseason that you liked your team, that that to remind you of that Saints team that you were coaching. You know that that special team, and you told us right now that you got all these guys that are going to buy in. And Dave Caldwell told us that hey, let's just see what happens here, right? Like like Dave Caldwell knew something that we didn't. Let's just see what happens. Okay, well we waited, we were patient, um, we were optimistic. You beat the Colts week one. All of a sudden it's like all right, maybe they're on to something. And let's be honest, now we are where we are. So you can't be mad at fans right now. You can't be mad at even us talking about, well, the draft pick's coming forward because, listen, you put yourselves here. At the same time, though, and, Brent, you know this better than anybody, there's definitely an ego involved in the sport of football with coaching or players. I'm talking here more about the coaching part of it. The ego involved tells you that regardless of, of what you said to get to this point, Losing is still the worst feeling in the world, and and I've been in those locker rooms when you won two games. It's embarrassing, okay? It, it makes work, coming to work so hard. It's frustrating. Um, it's one of the worst feelings in the world, and and I, and I get. It. I mean, there's a lot worse feelings out there. I don't want to be like over aggressive with that, but I'm just saying it's not fun to be a part of. So I get the frustration from Doug Marone. I get the frustration from players in that locker room. I can't imagine. Well, actually, you know what? I can't imagine. Because right now there's a one next to the record, and they're trying to rectify that as much as possible. So I can see both sides of it, but at the end of the day, you put yourselves here.
0: There's this conversation piece in Jacksonville today, like, hey, if they keep playing like this, look out. Khan might keep them. No. Oh, no. it's They're not keeping them unless he goes 5 and two down the stretch. That's the only chance you have to save your job.
1: And let me ask you this. Tom Palacero reported uh, before the game that Joel Schober was saying that coaches were telling him that, hey, you could see some changes coming forward. And that's kind of maybe why you saw like a defense play at a new level. You buy into
0: that? Yeah, maybe. One more thought on that when we come back. We're going to take a break at the top of the hour next on ESPN 690.